In the end, everything connects. In a time when so many are talking about the divisions, I want to spend time and energy celebrating and singing about the ways we come together, not just blending, but in an alchemical way, bringing our unique gifts together to make something new. Do you remember learning about the Venn diagram in school where there would be two groups represented by two circles and then they would overlap in what created an almond shape at the center? Well, that shape is referred to as the mandorla. And that is where I will meet you. That is where I was born. That is where I love to play. That is where I live. In the universe, there are things that are known and things that are unknown. And in between, there are doors, says William Blake. Have you ever been reading a book that ends in a chapter with a cliffhanger? The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown comes to mind for me. I can remember reading it during nap time when I was a preschool teacher, and I'd think, I'll just read one more chapter, and then I'll go sweep up the lunch mess. The problem was, at the end of each chapter, I'd be left dangling, a precarious and uncomfortable spot that no one wants to stay in for too long. I would see that dreaded white part of the page where I'd know I'd need to wait to pick up the narrative after turning a page. That space between what has already happened and what will happen next is also known as the liminal space. In this mandorla, I picture we begin in the circle on the left, the chapter we just finished reading, and we're moving towards the circle on the right, the chapter we will read next. The mandorla at the center here is the liminal space, the blank space on the page between chapters. Liminal in liminal space is a term that comes from the Latin limen, which means threshold. Liminal space is the zone between the familiar and the unknown. It is the place a person finds themselves in when they're in transition. Transitions, although necessary and very common, can be really pretty unbearable because in a transition, one is moving between one way of being and another. The transition that is marked in the liminal space is uncomfortable in the way that I imagine it would feel if there were two little rowboats and you had one foot in each of them and really didn't want to fall in the water. Ooh, think of the muscle tone and strength it takes to hold yourself between those two boats. Exhausting, right? Still, between the familiar and the unknown, between what was and what will be, the liminal is a time ripe with a sort of educated potential. It's a place where you know some things and you don't know some other things, but you're moving. You have come to a fork in the road, a doorway, a hallway with doors on both sides, the lobby of a high rise, and all of a sudden, the elevator doors opening, the phone rings. Ooh, it's a ripe moment. It's a mysterious moment. It's only in the present, and it cannot last for too long before people will either go back to what was or go ahead to what will be. Some liminal spaces are really our own choice, but most of them seem to be placed on us through developmental stages and urges beyond our control. 
I am lucky enough to get to spend a good deal of time with adolescents. I find them to be one of the most exciting groups of people to be around because their entire existence, their whole experience could easily be called liminal. I don't know that they particularly like it. As I've said, the liminal space is anything but comfortable. But to be a witness to their transformation is not only exciting, but also a deep honor. There is a whole aesthetic now that I've learned about from adolescents in video games and TV shows around liminal spaces that appear kind of creepy and somewhat unsettling. I can see how this portrayal of the liminal matches the lived experience for teens, and this is certainly one way to see the liminal space. The images I prefer when it comes to liminal space, and maybe this is because I've already come through adolescence, though, is the miracle, the mystery, and the potential of a liminal space where a caterpillar turns into a pile of goo before becoming a butterfly. Where I live, now is the time of year to keep your eyes peeled for the fat caterpillars that have thin yellow, white, and black stripes, the ones that will turn into monarch butterflies. You can easily find them drawn to milkweed plants, really the only food they eat. When the caterpillar goes climbing up that milkweed stalk with a biological urge, I don't imagine it is always desiring a big shift in its life, but we all know that is what's coming once the caterpillar eats as much as it can hold it actually begins to run out of juvenile hormones and so it has no choice but to begin transforming into something else similarly human adolescents have a surge of hormones as puberty sets in and they also have no choice but to begin to change from who they've been to who they will be So the caterpillar stuffs themselves silly and then hangs upside down on the underside of a leaf. Adolescents have been stereotyped as grabbing as much food as they can from the kitchen and heading up to their bedrooms where they can hang out, maybe their heads dangling off the side of their bed as they listen to new music, read novels and watch YouTube. We have all felt this upside down feeling when in the liminal space. It's unnerving at first, but it also leads us to see what was familiar in an unfamiliar way. It's part of being in the mandorla of the moment. It gives new perspectives that will be necessary in the newer way of being. When caterpillars find themselves woven into a chrysalis, their first order of business is to actually digest themselves. This image is really striking to me. It gets me to thinking about how many times adolescents might break themselves down only to reinvent themselves. Well, through the way they dress, the music to which they listen, the friends to whom they're drawn. I also think about the way adolescents can almost eat themselves alive, the way they allow the destruction of their previous selves, the way they initiate it, while their parents exclaim, Why can't you be like you used to be? There's something in adolescence, just like those caterpillars, that just knows it has to be this way. So they digest themselves as they were. And when they've digested themselves, caterpillars and adolescents, they're now officially goo. And if you disturb that goo, 
then the transformation as it needs to work is possibly, is probably wrecked. Now we come to one of the coolest things I have learned about in a long time, the imaginal tissues. Hidden in caterpillars are these imaginal tissues. That's actually what they're called. They're basically clusters of cells that hold the potentials, the possibles, also known as the materials, that will turn into the parts of the butterfly that don't show up in caterpillars. They're like sacks of could bees. The way the butterfly will be exists in the caterpillar all along, but these tissues sleep until it's time for them to appear. This shows up in our dear adolescence as well. I bet you've heard people say, Phew, I didn't know they had that in them. A challenging part of the liminal space of adolescence is to have the patience to believe and to remember that from the mush of what I was will emerge with time these imaginal tissues that begin to help the next thing to take shape. I love thinking about how these tissues main job is to just keep imagining what they might turn into. In the liminal space, we get to imagine what we might become. There's infinite choice in the liminal space. We don't need to reflect on where we've been. We don't need to make any decisions yet about what will be next. The work here is to just stay open and curious in this supremely uncomfortable time. There's a beautiful detail to find on the chrysalis of the monarch butterfly. If you look under those milkweed leaves, you might be lucky to find the jade green chrysalis hanging there. A closer look will reveal a glint of gold here and there on the chrysalis. Sure, this helps confuse predators, but it also to me is proof of the alchemy happening in there. Alchemy, the ancient quest to find ways for lead and copper to turn into gold and silver is another form of transformation. And indeed, when a caterpillar turns to a butterfly, when an adolescent makes it to adulthood, however that looks for the individual, is a moment laced with glittering gold. And all is not lost in these transformations, these travels through the liminal space. Scientists say there are moths who do seem to remember things they learned as caterpillars, even though there was a mushy time in between. And when adolescents emerge on the other side of their transformations, they remember the songs sung to them as babies and games played on the playground. They carry some things forward. Hopefully, what they carry forward are the things and ideas and feelings and experiences that serve them. The mandorla of the liminal space is a vulnerable, soft, and juicy space. Monarch caterpillars have evolved to eat milkweed, which is a poisonous plant as a way of protecting themselves. Adolescents have evolved to both lash out and close down as ways of protecting themselves. For those of us who aren't aware we're in a space of transition, we must be especially gentle and tender with those who are we must remember that they are actual mush. They are like we all are doing their absolute best, but it's an especially vulnerable time of forming and transforming. And we can best support them by not only letting them be in that uncomfortable in between, 
but also by keeping loving watch as they move through it. In the liminal space, there is ambiguity. In the liminal space, there is a fluidity that invites new ways of being, both as an individual and as a community or society. In the liminal space, change is deep and true. The change is destructive of some of what was and constructive of some of what will be. The liminal space is what moves all of us, individually and collectively, toward a truer expression of how we can be. Another mandorla that exists in this idea of the liminal space is the fact that everyone on earth has experienced these feelings in one way or another. Just by living through adolescence, we are joined there. Just by going from a single person to a married person or to a parent, just by taking a new job and having to learn the cultures and norms there, we all pass through these liminal spaces. We are joined as part of the human experience in the liminal space. And once you're on the other side of it, into the right-hand circle, you can look back at others going through what you did and have a sense of understanding of what it might be like to be them. When I watch a baby rock back and forth until they're up on their feet and then wobbling through first steps, I know I was there once too. When I see adolescents heading into their first day of high school, I can remember what that was like for me. When I have a client come in for a first therapy session with me, I remember what it felt like when I first walked into therapy, having decided I was ready for a change from who I had been and ready to move towards who I would be. Here's a cliffhanger for you. You have been becoming you for all the days of your life. You have so many stories to tell of what and how things have happened. The best part though, is what's just ahead. That blank part on the page, the mandorla of your becoming, the liminal space.